We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by Emprise Bank. Coming up, the latest in Kansas City soccer coverage from KCSN. Featuring No Other Pod with Jimmy Mack and Daniel Kuser. Currently with Daniel Kuser and Chris Wright. And Soccer Talks with Ali Trost-Martin. KC Sports Network is your new go-to for Kansas City soccer coverage. Make sure to hit that follow button so you don't miss anything. And now, let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to the Soccer Talks podcast, first episode of 2023. So we are kicking off the new year strong with a very special guest. You know her for all of the work that she does across Kansas City in helping put on major events like the NFL Draft, like the Chiefs Super Bowl Parade, the World Series Parade, and... Coming up in a couple of years, the 2026 World Cup. It is Casey Sports Commission President and CEO Kathy Nelson joining us on the show this week. And as always, we are presented by Emprise Bank. And Emprise Bank debit card is good anywhere. You have access to 55,000 fee-free ATMs worldwide through the All Point ATM network. You can get the same kind of access to your money as any bank across the country while getting the value of working with a trusted partner in Emprise. So with that, please help me in welcoming Kathy Nelson to the Soccer Talks podcast. Kathy, welcome to the Soccer Talks podcast. 2023 is a few days in, and I know that means a lot of things are happening with you and your team over at the KC Sports Commission. The World Cup is coming to Kansas City in 2026. You were just in Qatar for the 2022 World Cup. And I imagine this is just a crazy time right now for you and your team as you get ready um, to host the biggest sporting event in the world. So let's just start right there. And what can you tell us about what is in the works right now at the start of 2023? So, Allie, it's such an interesting time for us, more so than I had ever imagined in my professional career. Of course, all things World Cup are happening. And then you sprinkle on planning an NFL draft, a Big 12 uh, men's regionals this year for the NCAA. And then we're hosting a, a large sports convention. So the first quarter, second quarter of 2023 is very eye opening. A lot of energy going in it. But I would tell you probably half of every single day is focused on World Cup and and preparing for 2026. And like I mentioned, you were just in Qatar for the World Cup there. How long were you there for? And what was like the goal of that trip? 
So it was the official observers program that FIFA hosts every World Cup. And if you're a future host, it's required that you go, of course, and see it in person and and you form relationships, you strengthen bonds with FIFA executives. Of course, you see a lot, you learn a lot. It's your opportunity to ask questions about how does this work in my community? And then it's really just a lot of enjoying the beautiful sport of football uh, when we're there. And so as, as we were there, really seeing and understanding the wide scope of international fans and visitors and travelers. That was eye-opening. But the goal was each of the 16 host cities for 2026 went as official observers and each city had three people representing them. So we were there um, for about a week and it was very hectic while we were there. We'd depart the hotel early in the morning, have official meetings and um, site visits throughout the day, and then back to the hotel. So three of the nights we were there, we were able to enjoy a match as guests at FIFA, and then right back to the hotel to do it all again the next day. So what were some of your biggest takeaways being down there? Obviously, this was a World Cup that, you know, I, I feel like I knew some people who traveled there to, to go and experience it, but it, it feels like one of those where I, I know for myself, I'm looking on Twitter and trying to get as many photos, videos as possible just to kind of piece together what that experience was like beyond watching it and the matches mm-hmm. on TV. So what were some of your biggest takeaways? You know, how many fans travel with their countries? We had heard that before. I've been to lots of significant international sporting events before with Olympics and other things. But um, to see that many international fans travel and the pride they had for their country made me really appreciate the work we have in front of us, depending on who's playing in the matches we host and which base camps, which countries come in for base camps, that we will need to make sure we're ready to welcome that international fan with transportation issues, with language barriers, you know, food, uh, where they stay. All of that certainly had a heightened focus for me on, okay, now is our time to open our front door and be prepared for that. So what does that look like? Because that sounds like a lot. And you add in the unknown of, of, what those fan bases will be, what countries they'll be traveling from. Um, you know, what what kind of challenges do you foresee with, with that goal specifically? So maybe a better way to answer that is, is what are our next steps? Yeah. What's coming up? So right now we are hyper-focused on setting up the legal entity or the governance entity organization that will now run the World Cup, which means working along with the city of Kansas City, Missouri, Kansas City, Kansas, of course, sporting chiefs, um, the two different states, Missouri and Kansas involved, and then the Sports Commission and Visit KC all having a seat at the table now, forming a new entity that then will govern and lead the efforts now through the end of 2026. So our first step now is to file paperwork. We have the approval of FIFA. We had that all due last quarter of 2022. As far as what does this look like? How do we set it up? So now we're prepared now that FIFA has approved our plan of setting up as a C4, not for profit. Um, We will get that set up on paper and then start to move that forward. We have a board of directors we'll put into place. The staff will hire and all that will happen in the first first quarter, second quarter of 2023. And that's probably the the heaviest lift for us is getting that group in place and then getting really busy. We're also at the mercy of FIFA, waiting for them to provide us guidance and next steps on what they need. There's always a deliverable right now that's human rights and um, the structure set up. We owe them a staffing plan. So there's always a deliverable to FIFA, um, but there are always things that we're working on as a community as well. 
So when it comes to what Kansas City will look like in 2026, I mean, anyone who's lived here for a long time or even a short amount of time, I only moved to Kansas City in 2017. And even in, in my five plus years here, the city and, you know, the growth has has been dramatic. Um, what do you anticipate Kansas City looking like in 2026 with a lot of um, these upgrades and other things being made specifically for the World Cup, but then just in general with the growth of the city? Yeah, and we're working through some of that still. You know, you, when you think about hosting an event of this scale, there's always a legacy that comes with that. Even hosting the NFL draft, there'll be a legacy left behind as to what we did to modify or to update our city. So certainly I think um, coming up on 2026, there'll be some transportation needs that will be worked out and that will be a legacy left to our city of, you know, how do we transport people from the airport to their hotel or from the airport out to Arrowhead? So all of that is in the works. There, that will certainly be a change in the way our city looks and operates. You know, streetcar extensions, new airport were already in place to happen, but all of those having that facelift on our city, I think you'll see more and more of those types of things. Um, a lot of people have asked, oh my gosh, you'll need to build more hotels and more this and more that. And actually, you know, we wouldn't be in this place. We would not have been awarded the World Cup. Could we not have checked all the boxes that we were prepared to host if it were to drop in our lap today? So will there be some new infrastructure? Probably, maybe. But for everything else that's already in place is, is what won us the bid. So I think, though, as a Kansas Cityan, um, you would expect to see, you know, design, decor, banners, logos, all of that in and around our city. Our city's great about when an event comes over, it truly takes over the city. If you think Big 12 basketball, everyone knows Big 12 basketball is in Kansas City. It'll be that amplified by 100. Are there any other just I thought it was you know interesting as you were talking about that, like any other misconceptions that people either in Kansas City or outside of the city might have about, you know, Kansas City's qualifications, preparedness, things like that, because that's an interesting point that, you know, you have to check a certain number of boxes so that if it happened tomorrow, you'd be ready to go. Yeah, they wouldn't have awarded it to our city if we would have said, trust us, right? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> had to prove that the new airport was happening, um, streetcar expansion, again, hotels, all that. And we did submit a transportation plan. It's not like we just said, we'll figure it out. We did. Sub we submitted something. We know that can get better. And we want to use the World Cup to make it better, which is mm -hmm. a really great spot to be. But I think, you know, overall, sometimes surprise of why, why Kansas City? And then you think about our soccer fan base, our fans in general, Kansas City shows up. We're, we're an easier city to work with. We're not as complicated. We're two states or multiple cities that always come together to get things done. That just helps with everything we're doing. Um, there are a couple of things that we have yet to, to work on. Again, we wouldn't have been awarded had we not been able to say yes to everything. But human rights, that's another piece of the puzzle for all of the host cities, not just Kansas City, but everywhere from Canada to Mexico, all of us have human rights deliverables. And again, I think that's a legacy that will come from host such a the world's largest sporting event to our city, there will be things that will be helped and things that will become better because of it. What are some of those, um, you know, what specifically would fall under um, the human rights category and, and what, you know, FIFA would be looking for specifically there? So a lot of it are things like um, pay, what are, you know, how are people paid? How are the unions organized? Um, human trafficking, 
unfortunately. But then there are other things when you think about human rights. Sustainability falls under human rights for FIFA. And how are we how are we a green city? How are we sustaining? What are we doing to, to continue to make an impact on not only our city, but our country when it comes to sustainability? So there's it's a wide, wide, wide scope. Um, and then fan engagement, fan festivals, some of that falls under human rights too. Is everyone treated equally and fairly uh, moving forward? So I think that the human rights big puzzle, all of those pieces coming together to um, put that into a nice, beautiful picture. I think, again, hosting that World Cup, hosting the World Cup will certainly leave, um, leave, a be- leave things better than the way they are now. You're listening to the fastest-growing sports media network in Kansas City, KC Sports Network. We'll be back right after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. You've you've brought up the word legacy quite a few times, and I think that's a, a really beautiful way to look at it because these types of events are opportunities, as you mentioned, for um, growth, change, new ways of of operating to to be implemented. What are some words when you think of what you would hope to to see the legacy of Kansas City being after the 2026 World Cup? What are some that come to mind uh, when you think of that? Oh my gosh, Ali, I have so many things that come to mind. It's sometimes hard to go, oh, we could do this or we could do this. You know, we've talked about what is it like when someone comes to experience Kansas City for the first time? Because, you know, a lot of international travels may have already been to New York or Miami. But when I think about what the legacy is, big picture is international people, fans, international travels come back to our city. Maybe that means we're getting more international flights. Maybe we have more direct flights out of KCI because of hosting the World Cup. So I think those are some some big picture legacy. I also think smaller pictures, how are we impacting neighborhoods and communities right around us where those needs are the greatest? How are we making sure our city is cleaned up, right? When How do we clean it and then keep it clean? Um, How are we transporting people again from the airport to the hotels? And even if you live downtown and maybe you work at a hotel and you live in Westport, how do we get you free transportation to and from? And how do we strengthen that and make it better? I just think there are so many of those legacy opportunities that we certainly don't want to say, here is our legacy project. We, you know, we built another soccer venue for kids to play. That may happen. And that's great. And that's exactly what we should be doing. But I think there's so many things bigger that can impact thousands and thousands and almost everyone in the community. 
I know uh, as part of the preparations, modifications to Arrowhead Stadium uh, was was on the list and um, other kind of just infrastructure or facilities types things, is, uh, you know, in, in that regard. But what can you tell us about the updates to Arrowhead Stadium and, and where we're at in that process? So it is, there's certainly modifications, whatever we do to change you know, more than likely we will put back the way it is, as you know, Arrowhead today. So um, we are working along with the Chiefs and FIFA as to what are the requirements for the pitch is the most important thing. And then after that, media, VIP, VVIP areas, um, of course, safety, security around the venue. That was one thing I really took away from being in Doha for the matches is that you didn't see cars anywhere near the stadium parking lots were a half a mile away and the the secure border around those stadiums were very significant. You never just pulled up and parked and walked in like what we're accustomed to now. So all of those modifications to Arrowhead and how do we get people in and out of that stadium? That's what we're working through now. We continue to go back and forth with FIFA. Um, We just had another round right after the holidays or actually it was right before the holidays of here's our latest from FIFA of where we see the venue needing some modifications. And then now's our time to negotiate and go back and go, well, we could do this, but we don't think this needs to be done. So what's great is being in Qatar and and strengthening those relationships with them. It's much easier now to pick up the phone or via email or text and go, hey, I got your document. We're working through this. That time in um, in December with them truly has helped continue that conversation. So your question, Arrowhead, all of this negotiating has become, I wouldn't say easier because we're still negotiating, but at yeah. this point, a much more friendlier conversation because we know them now. We spend a week with them, you know, 10, 12, 14 hours a day and getting to know them as people. And now they know us. It's a much easier conversation around what, what needs to happen at Arrowhead and in general. Yeah, no, that's um, those relationships always, always help. So, you know, you had mentioned um, that, getting down to Qatar, like was, you know, there was like a, a requirement, um, for, for future host cities and things like that. Um, what, what more can you tell me about just getting to know, um, you know, the people down there and, and building those relationships? Did you, did you know at the time that they would end up becoming, um, as, as beneficial when it comes to stuff like this, or, or has that just kind of been a, you know, pleasant surprise or, or kind of a, a result of that, that relationship building and experience on a guitar? That's a great question. That certainly was the goal of FIFA. Once they had all the host cities in place and, and kind of whether you were on a bus or doing a tour or having lunch or dinner or breakfast with them, they wanted that relationship built as much as we did. So I think that was their goal. I think I was surprised at how, how much it worked, how, sitting next to someone from FIFA on a bus for an hour and a half as we drove across Doha to go see a training facility, that conversation was as powerful and impactful as, as our team from Kansas city sitting in a match, right? Like, like those conversations of, well, have we thought about this? And we thought about this and, Oh, you just got married. And you know, how are your kids? 
it was both professional and personal getting to know them. Um, it certainly humanized the word, word FIFA for me, seeing them and spending that much time with them. But as importantly, all the other host cities. So seeing my counterparts from every city across the United States and then my counterparts in Mexico and Canada, we all know each other. We had never spent a week together and spent a week together focusing on hosting the world's largest sporting event. So that was helpful as well of, hey, you know, whether it was Los Angeles or Mexico City, hey, call me about this. I have an idea for you or this is our struggle. How are you handling this? It, it made it feel like this is so doable because all of us are in the same position. I know you are a fan of, of all things Kansas City sports, but how is this experience in putting together the bid for the World Cup, getting to to be a part of, of in a very pivotal role, this this preparation uh, for this massive event? How has that like strengthened your love of the game or maybe shed a new light on, on the sport for you? Well, I've always been a soccer fan. I'm old enough that I did not have the fortune of playing, but I had um, daughters, kids that did. I think understanding the importance of hosting the FIFA World Cup really came to light sitting in those matches. And we saw some incredible games. And then even watching the finals on television and getting emotional about it made me appreciate more of the athletes on the on the pitch, but all the people behind the scenes, the hundreds and hundreds and thousands of people it takes to make that one game happen. That's where my appreciation grew and that you don't just show up and go to a game. It's taking how many years of work to get a fan to the game is where I think my appreciation has really grown. Of course, the sport is absolutely beautiful. The intensity of it, the thrill of it, the excitement. I, I certainly have a new level of appreciation for that. But I think my appreciation for what goes on behind the scenes has certainly strengthened through all this. Like you said, so many people are a part of, of making even just one game happen or, or one part of, you know, a massive event like the World Cup. And, and so it really does take, you know, the efforts of a lot of people. You mentioned earlier that hiring plan that needs to be submitted to FIFA for anyone that like is listening to this. And I, I know I've had conversations, uh, I think even with Mayor uh, Quint Lucas, just about, yeah, you know, people wanting to learn more about how to get involved on a volunteer basis or, or what can you share about um, what someone who might be interested in being involved, um, where would they go? So we have a great website, kc2026.com. That's a great place to continue to stay updated and get a lot of information. You can sign up to volunteer through that. Um, we will start the hiring process maybe mid-year and we'll hire just a few people. This first year will probably be four or five people. And those are those are positions we're looking for that have an expertise in human rights, in transportation, you know, um, the, in operations. So those are very defined. But then throughout the coming year to two years, we'll hire a few more. So I think at some point our World Cup staff will probably push 20 to 30, but they'll be then we will use thousands of volunteers. So that's probably an easier place to get involved as, as the World Cup gets closer. All right, Kathy, any any final thoughts on, on anything World Cup related, anything that you're working on right now or that anyone in Kansas City or beyond listening uh, should know as we all get ready for the World Cup to come to North America in 2026? I think that if you, even if you're not a soccer fan, to have an appreciation for the impact this will have on our city and how you can play a role, 
you know, one thing and, and one of your questions earlier made me think of this. We're also focused on not only the matches at Arrowhead, but in what fan fest looks like, but what is it for that individual when they, when, how do they decide to fly to Kansas city? When do they decide? And what is that fan experience like from the time they land at the airport or drive into the city to when they get to the match to when they exit? So a soccer match is only about two hours. They still have another 16 hours in their day to fill. So we are also working on what do those hours look like? Where do they eat? Where do they go have a good time? What parts of our city do we want them to explore? How do we get them to explore the, how do we get them there? That's where a lot of the work will start to happen. So I think if, if you love Kansas city and you love knowing and appreciating that we're going to host the world's largest event, um, help us start thinking about that, right? Like, find ways to how do you make your neighborhood better? How do you make it attractive? How do you get people there is really where all of us have to come together to support this. I love that. Put Kansas City on a pedestal. I, I do, and obviously being someone who works in soccer, who, who has a deep appreciation for the game and a deep love um, for my new chosen home and city in Kansas City. Um, you know, I have no doubt that Kansas City and Zoll will put on a, a really really exciting um, time just for all the visitors that will be coming uh, to Kansas City in 2026. It's going to be and awesome. I, I think about when we planned the World Series Parade in 2015 and the Super Bowl Parade in 2020, I think how do we do that and celebrate our city every day for 30 days? That's yeah. what we got in front of us. Yeah, well, I, I have no doubt. Just those were some of, not the, the World Series, but the Chiefs Super Bowl, Parade. I mean, I had only been in Kansas City for less than three years at that point. And I mean, the way that just I was getting text calls from friends, even with the World Cup watch parties here in Kansas City, not just this year, but in 2019 as well for the Women's World Cup. I right. mean, friends from all over the country being like, what is going on in Kansas City right now? Because really, I mean, yeah. um, you know, the city's done such a good job of of bringing people together and really making those experiences uh worth celebrating um right. you know for so many people so yeah. um just thrilled and that's what's great about kansas city is that we show up yes very true and it is uh it's going to be a, an even bigger effort in 2026 so um you can go to what is the website again casey 2026 yep all right there you have it. That's where you got to go to get any information and stay tuned for opportunities um, to volunteer, to maybe seek a, a job and a role to to help work with this incredible team to to put on this massive event. And uh, yeah, Kathy, I'm sure we'll be connecting and talking a lot more as the preparations continue. But thank you so much for the time today um, and letting us all know what's been going on. Allie, thank you. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard and think others would as well. You can find all six of our channels at KCSN. Covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current. Plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou. By searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.